Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bow, the editors at Mavs Moneyball. It is just before 10 p.m. on Tuesday, November 29th. Thank you so much for joining us. After the Dallas Mavericks just outlasted the Golden State Warriors 116-113 and one of the most, probably the wildest Dallas Mavericks game of the season. <laughs> In my opinion, oh, what, what oh, do you think, Josh? Might be one of the most, might be the wildest game in the since Luke has been drafted here. I mean, really, that game was nuts, man. Just think about all the things that happened in this game. There were 800 travels called, <laughs> one of which was Steph Curry, one of the greatest players of all time, with the ball down two with about 15 seconds left, with a wide open lane to the rim to tie the game deciding to stop at the three-point line and travel, like blatantly travel. While it was a bad game. travel. It's like, great. Like, it's like he got monstered right there in that moment in front of everyone. It well, it's so bizarre. interesting because they called, like, they called that specific move yes. on Curry twice, on Luka once, and on Jordan Poole, like, four times. There were so many. I mean, you, you said 800, and you're not far off. And <laughs> It makes like there's a point of emphasis going on with travels right now that I don't entirely hate, but it makes me wonder how many of these like really big time shots have these motherfuckers traveled on. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my head goes because it was it was nuts and yeah. and I I just didn't we get ejected for an elbow uh, that looked inadvertent that we all were like oh that's totally just a flagrant one. Well, what else happened today to Spencer? I just um, noticed this. We, Wait, we got else? a report from Mark Stein that Tony Brothers oh, got yeah. a timeout for cursing at him, and then they throw Spencer Dinwiddie out on the same day. Like that actually had my hackles raised because that was not a flagrant two. That's a bad no. call. No, it was totally. I mean, when flagrant two is when you're trying to hurt someone, and he yes. was not. He he was doing a you know doing a going over like you know like everyone does like euro step trying to to go over the i mean it was a flagrant on, yeah. on like replay because i mean he caught like he he knocked the shit out of him yeah i think that's i mean that's probably what got it was it was so it was so clean um and it looked so bad in slow motion but i mean he wasn't he wasn't trying to help he wasn't was trying to intend it was hilarious and then i mean what else happened um i mean like yeah josh green looked like scotty pippen tim hardaway jr made all his threes but then like Played some of the worst defense I've ever seen, but and then he also didn't make some of his threes. Like, Tim, <laughs> yeah. you know, Tim was was a crisp five of eleven from the floor, but at, like every single one of his threes was wide open, and he nearly turned it over at a key point in the game. He had the second highest plus minus with the Mavericks, like true full Timmy experience, like one yeah. of the wilder displays of basketball. I mean, what uh, other like Dorian had the ball with ten seconds left, up two, and a, and he was four feet from the basket and all he had to do was lay it up or dunk. And it's basically game over. Cause you're up four with like five, you know, with less than 10 seconds left. And he dribbled away from the basket, got fouled, missed a free throw. So the Mavericks are only up three with four, six seconds left And then on the Warriors possession, all five Mavericks defenders, even though they're up three on the final possession of the game, all five Mavericks defenders are inside the three point line. Despite the fact that a two pointer, like Luca's just standing out in the open, like truly a poor, like Jason <laughs> Kidd yeah. might be a terrible coach. Clay Thompson doesn't really care right now, but what is he I, doing? I know, I'm, I know, people are going to get so mad at us for talking I don't about care. this. That was but insane. It, I know, and Clay, made that shot where it's like you're yeah. playing five on four, and the yeah. guy still gets an open look. What are yeah. you doing? It was crazy, but um, 
Yeah, that's the stuff off the top of my head. But I mean, I said this after the game, you know, when you're in a bad place as a team, I mean, me and you have watched a lot of NBA basketball. We've watched a lot of Mavericks basketball. We've watched this team have its three, four, five game losing streaks, you know, even in the Dirk era. And I mean, what's almost the universal truth is the, the game to end the streak is never is never easy. Like it's yeah, it's always a bear. It's like pulling teeth, you know, when you're struggling that game to just get out of the funk for whatever reason, you you just, it's like the last climb out of the hole. It's always really difficult. So you can't be too mad at, you know, at some of the weird, bizarre and, and no, bad the mistakes. Warriors they made. Really good. The Warriors yeah. had like, they missed, they went on a stretch in the fourth They flipped quarter. the switch. Well, but I'm, t- I'm thinking of the miss shots oh, the game, where yeah. they, yeah. they were up on Dallas and just had the ability to crush them and miss something like eight straight great looks in a row. Tim Hardaway missed time to rebound. And what was one of the, it was like, I need Benny Hill music played over it because I've never seen an NBA player miss time or rebound that bad where he looked like me playing pickup. Cause that, that actually happens to me quite regularly. I don't have any athleticism anymore. So I completely miss time where the ball's going and I just miss it by like four feet. But it was it was a hilarious fourth quarter. Like yeah. I have, I, I never sit on the edge of my couch. Like, I never sit upright. I'm always like leaning back, taking notes, whatever. I was like leaning. I was cr- that was a cringe game. Like it was a real, like it was a fun sports fan game. Yeah, the Warriors missed uh, nine. It looks like nine three pointers in the fourth quarter alone <laughs> for the game. They were eleven of forty three. Steph missed nine three pointers by himself. How many games does Steph miss nine three pointers? Uh, Wiggins, who I think is shooting over forty percent from three, he was one of six, and all of his looks were wide open um it was it was crazy clay i mean clay's kind of been struggling but he missed all his looks the thing you know we we can get into the details about like how the fourth quarter ended and some other plays but uh i i finally got the data i need to add it to my recap it was my last bullet point on the recap and it was you know the reason the mavericks won this game is they whipped the warriors starters ass like crazy like something that probably hasn't been done to them most of the season i mean if you if you've taking a stroll down, you know, other NBA media, you've probably come across a podcast or an article talking about how outrageous the Warriors starters have been um, yep. they, in 200. I got it up in 258 minutes. And this is after this game, uh, the Warriors starting lineup, Curry, Thompson, Green, Wiggins, Looney is a plus 122 <laughs> plus 122 in under 300 minutes in 18 games played. That is outrageous. That is an outrageous number. And Kirk tonight in 11 minutes played, that same lineup was a minus 19. A minus 19. It shot 7 of 18 from the floor. That lineup missed all 7 of its three-pointers. Um and the Mavericks waxed it. Like Luka was just, you know, it's it's Looney and Green and that duo terrorized them in the Western Conference Finals cuz they just would gang uh, gang up on them on the offensive rebounds. That lineup had one offensive rebound. And then, you know, Luca did what he does against two big lineups when he's feeling it. He took them from three. He spread them out. He got the Warriors scared of his step back. And then he just, I mean, he dissected that lineup. Uh, and I mean, it he helped was, that Tim made his threes for sure. He was disgusting tonight. Yes. That, was, mean, that there, might be his best game ever. I mean, there were, close. I don't know if you want to get another post, <laughs> but know. if you do, a look at the dumb Luca underhand passes that he made tonight. 
The one he made to Josh Green, he's driving from the top of the key in mid-drive. And so, like, Luca's got a pretty good wingspan, tall guy. He he when he drives in the lane, he keeps a pretty low dribble. Makes sense. You don't want to give defenders the ability to slap the ball. He's he's going down the right side of the lane. And as he's dribbling, it's the most Steve Nash thing I've seen in a long time from him. Because Luca does a lot once he absorbs contact. But what he did here was basically as the ball was coming up from the dribble, he sw- he basically bowls the ball to Josh Green. I'm not describing it right, but it, I made a noise when I saw it because like <laughs> I was behind and you guys were like, that might be the, you know, and he hits Josh Green from, I don't know, uh, what do you think? Probably 20 feet away. I think so. 20 did feet Green, away, did Green make it? corner. Green buries it. Oh, yeah, that was, I think they were down when he made that, it, right? That's why it was such a big shot. Game I mean, we've not lead. talked enough. Like, we'll talk about Josh Green momentarily, yeah. but between that and like Luca was doing stuff where he was getting trapped like five to six feet out on drives, they'd send a second defender and he did wraparound passes with one hand beating the double team, like bounce passes. He did one to uh, uh, Dwight and one to Maxi. that just, holy shit. I mean, every time <laughs> I'm like, this guy's like, all right, well, I've watched him play. It's still amazing, but I'm not going to see anything new. I see something either hasn't done in a long time or something I don't remember at all. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like I said, I mean, I know he's had maybe some better scoring lines, but that was seriously one of the like I think that's a top three Luca game. I mean, 41, me. 12, and twelve with four, four steals, steals and a block. Is, and a block, you're right. Is preposterous. <laughs> yeah, preposterous. That, I think I think that's what sets it over the top because I think you would agree that was his best defensive game of the season i think he Um, did a good job trying i we all get frustrated when he gives up on plays that was not a give up i was really impressed like curry got by him a couple of times but again steph curry is a former mvp like what are you gonna you know it's the effort and there was a lot of effort from from luca tonight in 39 minutes yeah for sure i'm looking at his shot chart he only got to the rim or the restricted area three times he was two of three um, he was five of eleven, though you know, in the paint, non-restricted area, and I think that's what might have. Well, been. he could have had more. He had a lot roll in and out. Yeah, and but five of eleven is really like is really good, especially absolutely because teams want you to shoot that little range shot, and he's gotten so good in that space on the floor. Um, I mean, like to give you an example, the Warriors as a team shot four shots total from that range, and Luca shot eleven on his own and made five. So. Uh, it, it 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 was just some of the most remarkable shot making I've seen from him. None of, none of his threes were easy. Um, a lot of step backs too. It looked good. yeah. I mean, he looked like this reminded me of those prime Dirk games where Dirk was just like, "We're not losing tonight, guys." Yep. You know, like this is. I don't care what happens. I don't care if my teammates miss shots. I don't care if they can't play. Like we are not losing this game because I'm not going to allow it. And. Luca has done that multiple times throughout his career. Um, I don't know if we've seen, even though as great as he's been this this year, this felt like maybe his first one. I mean, at least against like a really really high quality team uh, and like a slug slug fest. But yeah, this was this was it. This was Apex Luca tonight. It was. It, it well, was here's like a quiet thing. This is a little thing. So I, you know, one of the one of the things I spent a lot of time on Twitter. Just part of what I do. <laughs> you do? Um, yeah, I know, right? 
But one of the things that happens when you when you get a certain number of followers is like all of a sudden other teams fans will like find you for various reasons. And for the past day and a half, I have been sent a ton of Warriors trash talk. And <laughs> look, it's hard to watch a lot of NBA basketball. I watch the Mavericks. I'm not going to sit here and say that I wa- that I that I caught the the random Pelicans game. And I think a lot of people lie out of their asses too when they say they do this because NBA games are two and a half hours long. Are you spending every day of every night of every day watching basketball? I'm sure some people do, but it's not near as many to act like it. So I was having all these Warrior fans tell me that, oh, Luka is the problem. That's been a big narrative for like three or four days now. Luka is the problem. <laughs> and this was the most fuck you, he is not the problem game that I have seen in some time because they were atrocious when he wasn't in the game. The the even even the 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 damn, you know. This was so frustrating about the NBA TV thing the other night where um, it was Isaiah Thomas and Sam Mitchell and Sam Mitchell, former NBA coach. Like he does not like Luca's game, just doesn't like it where they were basically saying things that were flat out untrue about what like they blamed Luca for Tim's shooting woes, saying Luca was feeding him hand grenades. It was wild. So tonight it was really refreshing to hear Candace Parker and some of and I want to say it was Harlan talking a little bit about the fact that like they're just a mess when Luca's not on the floor. They showed a statistic at one point in the third quarter that it was like the with the when Luca was on the floor, the Mavs were plus 18. When he was off the floor, they were minus 18. That is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And so it this was just like a really kind of rewarding Luca is is unbelievably good, dominant. He is part of the MVP discussion. I don't necessarily I don't think he's MVP right now, but that's fine. Um it's the like, team probably has to get a little, be a little bit better. Yeah, we're that, 20 yeah. games into the season and we he's honestly gotten measuring sticks against Jason Tatum who is unbelievable and Giannis Antetokounmpo who is also unbelievable. So we've seen that stuff. But this was just a nice reminder, you know, getting the Mavericks back on track to a degree. All of the same problems still exist. They yeah, didn't fix a really, single thing. <laughs> they really did it. It's, the, it's really like funny. they, you know, because because when Spencer Dinwiddie goes out, they play Josh Green at point guard. Josh Green's point guard for seventy seconds. The Warriors went on a seven to two run. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and yeah. poor Josh Green gets, you know, like that's yeah, not his it, fault. It's not his fault at all. Um, but it was just so funny because it's like this is the problem, and it's so like we're we've seen, you know, and I. I don't want to delve into this just this second, but like the fact that the Mavericks have signed Kimball Walker means that there's a mea culpa going on about the fact that they fucked up. Um, And now I'm like, I'm I'm going to lose my mind at the media market messaging that this was the plan all along. A very popular sports radio host actually said that if the Mavericks would have signed Kimball Walker over the summer, he would have considered it a good off season. Kimball Walker might not be able to play basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much he's got left. In I, Honestly, I hope he has a lot because I would love it. But I it's mean, just like knee injuries don't go away. So, but this game was just a poster child for why they went out and did that. Yeah, he would have gone into the game immediately. Right, he would have played those emergency minutes when did we when did we got ejected? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Walker's got left in the tank. And to be honest, even if he's he has nothing left in the tank, um, he's. The locker room, I think, desperately needed Ooh, yeah. a respected veteran. Love that interview um, with him where he's like, I always bring a lot to the locker room. And like I hadn't honestly yeah. given that a lot of thought. But no, no one's ever said a bad word about him. His Charlotte teams were always, you know, over you know, I don't know. They weren't great teams, but you never they never necessarily broke down because of yep. like bad chemistry or bad vibes. That's right. Um, so that's gonna help. And like having a guy like I mean, the Mavericks haven't had this a lot 
since Luke has been drafted, like people in that locker room that can be like, Hey, I have some skins on the wall and I can maybe tell you something and maybe you'll, you know, listen to me. I'm not trying to say Luke is not going to listen, but you know, it's nice if Boban's your buddy or Composo's your buddy, like that's cool. But like having a guy that's like, Hey, I've made like a couple all-star games. I've been a 20, you know, I've let a, I've put a franchise on my back before I've been a 28 per game uh, score. Yeah. Like I've been in your, I've been in your shoes. I'm maybe not as good as you, uh, I mean, I'm not as good. I wasn't as good as you, but like I've been in, I've been through what you're going through. So, yep. You know, so that's a great point. That, that's going to help for sure. I mean, because with Luca, I mean, Jesus, you saw when he missed that. Uh, did you see when he missed that free throw and fouled uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who was, and they were in the bonus? And dude, he just like kind of held his jersey and just looked down and just screamed as loud as he could (laughs) enough to where like the rim mics I think picked it up a little bit and he fucking he looked like me when I get killed in Halo (laughs) like it was a game he had a he had a bad gamer moment in front of everyone and that's okay you know he's 23 or 24 but like it was just another reminder to me like this dude isn't even old enough to get you know the car rental insurance or whatever it is 25 like he's still He is still developing not emotion, you know, maybe physically he's, he's starting to get there, but like emotionally, mentally, like he's still like the human brain is not done. What is it? The human brain's not done growing till 25 or whatever. I mean, I don't yeah. know. Why well, I mean, I, I, I always make the joke to my wife that I was an absolute moron until I was 30. Yeah. Yeah. So like, be, but, yeah. so, you know, even for all of his gifts, I mean, we could definitely use some of that. Uh, someone that can just, he can lean on in the locker room to, vent or tell him what's up or be like hey man calm down i've been here before this is what you got to do so i like even if kimba plays like 20 minutes this season i i hope he sticks around just for that reason alone um so well then we um, have to pivot to what many people are saying where where we had probably this was in my opinion i mean he he got roasted with a negative nine it's not his fault but he josh green might have played the most meaningful minutes other than the playoff game against Utah where he shot the ball really well. Yep. This has to be up there in your in your top five favorite Josh Green performances. 27 minutes, five of seven from the floor, hit three huge threes. Uh, just a real, like, also had one of the weirdest, funniest assists that I'll ever see. <laughs> where it just, like, he, it was like Dwayne Wade light where he did a, a spinning he attacked the basket, did a full 360 on a jump, and found someone in the far corner for a three. I mean, I, I really – the Josh Green experience tonight was really nice. It was really yeah. nice. I was glad I, to watch it. I think our mutual uh, basketball uh, friend online, Dave DeFore, um, I think after he had that, he was like, Josh Green just did a 360 no-scope. And I was just kind of laughed. And it was – and I think Green uh, – I don't know if you've seen the quote – from green coming out of that game, he's got some, uh, uh, what do you call it? Some self-realization, some self-awareness. Uh, he basically said, he was like, I knew if, Ber- I knew if Bertans missed that shot, I was coming out of the game. <laughs> he, he was like, I hope he makes it when I get the ball over there. Cause he said he knew if he's like, I just, if I pulled that off and he missed it, I was going to get pulled. So that's kind of funny. Um, he's, you know, if you listen to his interviews, he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder. So, it's good to see um it's good to see him do this in this moment because it's been a lot of kind of you know 
the fan base has been warring over this because he just kind of gets some minutes here, gets some minutes there. And, you know, he has that really great game in Denver, 23 points in 30 minutes, but they lose. And then it's like, okay, we'll just keep playing him. And he kind of didn't really do much in the Boston and Toronto and Milwaukee games. Uh, but then you look at what, you know, what Tim Hardaway Jr. and Reggie are doing and you can't art like, you know, you can't argue no. for those guys to play over him because those guys are those guys have been such my, giant negatives. So it was good to see him uh, get a big, you know, get one of his big uh, minute performances against a good team. I mean, I think this is the first time he's cl- he might have closed a, ga- a close game in the in the final well, five minutes uh, against a good I, team. I, I think particularly he made all the plays. The biggest, it's got to be the biggest one I've seen. Yeah. and. The thing, the thing about green, okay, the thing about green for me is always it's it's statistical contributions are like what shows up in the box score is one thing, but where he's managed to channel a lot of his his frenetic energy into plays that are helping his teammates that are not showing up in the box score. Um, one of the things that that I think ha- has been a big thing that people like about him is simply how hard he plays. Yes. It's a nice contrast to Luca. And again, I love Luca, <laughs> but Luca fucking walks all the time because he's conserving energy. Josh Green never walks. He's never slow. He's um, I found the the NBA at NBA underscore AU has a Josh Green highlight reel tonight that's like a minute and a half long. And everything Josh Green is doing is fast. And the Mavericks don't have a fast element. Everything, all of their players are either smooth, measured, or forceful. Josh Green is fast. And, like, that's a nice element. It's just, it's, it's, is it going to be something to where he earns a starter spot? I don't think so. Not under Jason Kidd. He's just, I just don't think he's going to earn a starting minute under Jason Kidd. I, I, Kidd is too stubborn. Um, But But if he does this, that's fine. Yeah, if you're playing 20 minutes a night and just zooming around and making nice passes and, and closing you know, when defense, you deserve to close it. Well, the defense has legitimately been good. That's one thing. Yeah. I don't know if I've said that can, enough. Yeah. Can I talk about that? So after that awful turnover that, you know, Green on the inbounds when then when he went out and it looked like, I mean, what, the Warriors went up like I think 196. And it honestly felt like the game was like spiral. Like it was like Dinwiddie got ejected. Game was spiraling under control. The Mavericks had a 17-point lead. Now they're down. Uh, you know, four points. I think it was either was it late third quarter or early fourth fourth quarter. I can't remember exactly when it was. Uh, and then the Warriors go up 196. I kind of in my brain, I was like, oh, this is this could get like really ugly really fast. And on the Warriors' uh, next offensive possession, it's still 196. Like Green played the most frenetic balls out defense I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, he was just rotating to the ball handler whoever it was and just going crazy with like i don't know jazz hands just like he was just freaking swiping at the ball getting up in people's face he had like it felt like he had like 50 deflections on one possession and then he poked the ball out and it's going out of bounds and he dive you know does a full dive out of bounds to try to save it he doesn't but he does it on the maverick side of the bench and the bench gets fired up the crowd like erupts and like from that point on, I think the Mavericks scored uh, seven straight points after that. And it, like, y- you can't put that in a you know that's not a box score stat. But like, you know, if you watch the game, you clearly saw that the energy of the team and the way the team is feeling just change within that possession. The team watching him hustle and play so hard, like that, might have won them the game because the team was spiraling. Like the Warriors could have could have gone up. Um, uh, you know, six the Warriors or seven are a team. 
The Warriors are a team that snatch your heart when you're yeah. thinking about what just happened. And one of the things that Josh Green brings to the table is I don't know if that dude thinks about anything other than going real damn fast <laughs> and like and just like doing his job. And right. and it's so great when you watch that element of it. I I what I like about this is I think there there's there's a strong argument, just being quite honest with everybody, that Tim Hardaway Jr. shooting, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith shooting, and Reggie Bullock shooting come back to the mean of their careers, or at least the last several years. I'm not sure about Tim. Tim's a little bit of an outlier. But what Josh has shown is that even if that happens, he has a place in the rotation. And I wrote about this in my preview way back at the start of the season. He has to show Dallas something. And through quarter of the season, He's shown a lot, and it's nice. Is yeah. he ever going to be the kind of player that you and I want him to be? Is he ever going to be Desmond Bain? No, but that's okay. He's something. He's a player. And, <laughs> and compared to what their draft results have been over the last 15 years, shit, I'll take yeah, it. You'll take it. And what you you made a great point about if Bullock and, and Dorian and Tim, if they're, if they're three-point shooting uh, rebounds, and Green still having a place on this roster and in this rotation. I mean, what, he attacked two closeouts and scored in the paint tonight? Like, those are just not plays that any of those three guys are doing this season. Like, Nope, you wrote about just, that. Yeah, I wrote about that uh, for our post today. Like, he has more finishes at the basket than Bullock and Tim combined. He's only 10 away from Dorian. You probably caught up to him a little bit tonight, I think. Um, he has more drives, at, uh, drives to the basket than uh, Bullock and Hardaway and he's only a couple away from Dorian and when you consider Dorian's played double his minutes yep you know he's he he like this is what we've been screaming about people get like the people that don't want that want to deny the problem are saying stuff like well you know not every team has like five playmakers why are you giving the math so much grief about this and it's like I don't want five playmakers I want five guys that can dribble can we oh yeah can we start with that like that's not the like we're not asking for the Mavericks to have five point guards <laughs> five LeBron Jameses or five no, Chris Paul. that's where can I can just, tell so many of these fucking people I haven't yeah. watched the Mavericks game I just want someone that can fucking attack a closeout and get into the paint that's not a, a high level NBA move guys that's like, like Maxi Kleber attacked a dribble from the right corner tonight with his left hand and was forced into taking a 15 foot fadeaway that barely grazed yeah. rim that's not like, a ba- like nobody honors that shit if you're a starter on an NBA playoff team you should be able to if a defender's closing out at you at the three-point line to be able to dribble past him and competently make a play it doesn't have to be a jumper or you could be a jumper. It can be a layup. It can be just passing it to the guy in the corner or moving the possession along. But good Lord. Like <laughs> I, I don't like people that think that's not a problem. Like we just want guys that can dribble and none of these guys can dribble, but it looks like green can. And he looks like he, he has a lot of aggressiveness when he gets the ball rotated to him. And it's, it's a sight for sore eyes. Like you just, you saw it that one of their better offensive, you know, they scored 116 points despite the fact that their three ball wasn't really falling. You know, they shot 34% from three, like, Quietly, Dorian, you know, Dorian didn't make his shots. Uh, you know, Dinwiddie was 0 for 4 before he left from 3. Like, Kleba didn't make a 3. He only took 1. He took 1 3 in 25 minutes. Bullock was still 0 for 3. He was terrible. Like, you know, how you know how do you get around when your three's not falling, when you got a bunch of te- guys that are standstill spot-up guys? Well, that's when you see the struggles. Well, play a guy like Greenmore who can, you know, if a guy closes out hard, he, shockingly, he can drive the baseline and make a layup. Like, 
not rocket science, guys. Like NBA players are some of the most talented athletes on the on the planet. Like ho- hold them to a, a slightly <laughs> higher standard. Uh, like we're not asking much for a guy to take three dribbles when a defender is running by him. Like, Jesus Christ. Uh, so that was nice to see. Sorry, got it was a fun. We needed one of these. Um, yeah. You know, the problem. Site needed still... one of these. <laughs> oh, I mean, Jesus, yes. I mean, the 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 problems still exist. I mean, let's just let's just be clear. These problems aren't going anywhere. But I don't really care right now. I just don't care. I am I am a little worried, and you're gonna laugh about what I'm about to say. I'm a little worried that all these early, like the early start times that we're getting them at the start of the year, and that I'm gonna die in like March. <laughs> and just, I'm not. I'm not even around the other because I'm just like I'm looking at this. The Mavericks play the Pistons at six on Thursday. It's amazing. And then they yeah. play the Knicks at eleven thirty in the morning. Don't, they're gonna go on a West Coast road trip later in the season. You know where they will. And I'm gonna cry. And so, oh yeah, February eighth, tenth, and eleventh, they play the. The Clippers, Sacramento, Sacramento. Yeah. Yeah, there's always Two a nine o'clock trip. starts. A back to back in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah, man. Always happens. If you're in the Western Conference, you always got to take that California road trip. Just, um, I, uh, yeah. we, before we go, should we talk about Christian Wood? We haven't talked about him. He big stinky. He <laughs> big stinky is definitely the most accurate. Like I'm like he he needs stinky. to show up in a big game because he looks he looks like a like he looks weak. In these important games, sorry. Yeah that that was that was rough. Um, Two a twelve. That sucks. Yeah, he <laughs> he did not look good, and none of his his missed shots were like. I mean, it left his hand, and I was like, okay, that's a miss before it even started its descent, like just a bit outside. Yeah, like it, it was, was nice that he grabbed eight rebounds, um, but his defense wasn't great, and yeah, his offense was just he had another terrible dude. These offensive fouls he picks up, he's got a. I don't know. Maybe that's the it's last cause. Yeah. He's just bowling into dudes. I don't know what he expects. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, he had that really good game in the win against Denver. But, yeah, these you – know, this this was this was frustrating. So. And Kid gave him rope tonight. Yep. And I wonder, knowing with Kid – It's rope I, to use against him. Yes. Because – He hung himself with his own – Yeah. Own, that's it's like – him and by Tim, there, there were a couple of defensive issues, and the Warriors are a monster. Oh, def- dude, defensive issues. You want this stat? Uh, the Warriors were 26 of 33 at the rim tonight. <laughs> and they lost. <laughs> yes. I, they got a layup line. It's, you know, there, there's these lineups where you have, like, Spencer, Tim. I don't think there was <laughs> many times. of these tonight. But, uh, um Gosh, I was listening to Steve Jones on the on the really wonderful podcast that he and Nikias Duncan do. And Steve Jones is like, you know, he, he doesn't call out kid, but he's like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to learn from a lineup of um Davis Bertons, uh um Dwight Powell and uh Wood. And maybe it wasn't Dwight Powell, maybe it was Maxi Kleba. And then Kid transitioned into wood and and mcgee like he was just like what are we doing and and i thought about that a few times tonight but it's like the warriors are so monstrous to play where both tim and wood were like spinning at one point because they didn't know where to go and like i I just i don't know how you work through that like defense defense to me like was the only thing i ever actually understood about how to play basketball because i could (laughs) go 
Like it was. That's re- what she it's, did. It's, yeah, it, it, it's just simple in the sense of there were only I only had a certain number of choices in a given play, <laughs> and one of the things about Wood is like Wood doesn't know what choice to make, so instead he just gets caught and then he gets scored on. It's yeah. wild. Also, quietly, Maxi's put in a couple of bad defensive games. Um, he did okay, I think, down the stretch. But again, you know, he they ask him to do a lot, but some of that <laughs> twenty six made shots in the restricted area. Some of that's on him for sure. Yeah. Um, and I talked to some people about after that Milwaukee game, and they were like, "Man, if you watched Maxi, like just watched Maxi during that Milwaukee game, there was like something missing there. Like he was just not." Uh, not there defensively. So I don't know if it's coming back from that, that back injury. Um, I mean, he really took a bad fall there. I'm sure yeah. it's still sore as hell, uh, yeah. um, but we'll see. But that, that's another thing like t- Tim and, and, and would we expect that? Like if Matt, they can't, they can maybe find ways around it because it's like an expectation. Guys attack Maxi. Yeah. They, they can't do that. Yeah, they can't scheme around Maxi being a, a bad defense. Like he has to be a plus defender. Or I, I hope, I hope he'll come yeah. into shape. Yeah. So, before we leave, I want to read you two things. Okay. Luka Doncic is the sixth NBA player in history to have recorded five 40-point triple-doubles, joining Oscar Robertson, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Wilt Chamberlain, and LeBron James. That's that's thing one. Okay. Second, Nick Wright tweets out, Luka Doncic is 23 years old. Dirk Nowitzki played 20 years. Actually, played 21 years, but I get his point. All for the Mavs and is the NBA's sixth all-time leading scorer. Luka Doncic and Dirk Nowitzki now have the same number of career 40-point games. I don't know if that's true, but it's I, that I believe insane. It. Dirk never got – I mean, as great as a scorer Dirk was, he just – there were some nights he just didn't get the ball enough. Well, I mean, he ch- like he scored the same – like he scored between like 19 and 25 for yeah. 12 just, years. Yeah. Uh, I, I can believe it. Now, if Dirk Prime Dirk was in the NBA today, I think he would uh, have. He probably would have had a couple more forty-point games. Uh, but man, that's a wild stat for sure. Didn't in there? Wasn't there another stat that he did something great? Like he did something that no one else has done. Like, I mean, it's one of those weird qualifier ones, but like no one's ever had like. 40, 12, and 12, and four steals or something like that. I, I can't remember. When you get into those, it's always yeah. like like number. <laughs> like I love those personally, but I know fan, there's a lot of fans who hate them because it feels like arbitrary. Like that Thad Young meme. Yeah. When he's next to Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. is like only guys to average 19.6 points, 8.8 rebounds in a season. Like, uh, so that's pretty funny. But yeah, good night. Great night. Great night. That's right. I'm going to go record the live show. You go not right because you wrote the recap. Um, (laughs) Kirk and Josh Bo, thanks so much for hanging out. We will talk with you guys on Thursday.